Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Clay Smeltzer, who is the founder of the Purpose Infused Brotherhood. Clay, how you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. Appreciate what you do is, is talking about dreams and, and chasing after them. So uh, I think more people need to be doing that in their life. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you listen to your dreams, your goals, and how we can help. So we'd like to we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself, what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Cool. Works for me. Well, I'm a, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I love the woods. I love fishing. Uh, I'm an athlete too. So anything that has to deal with, uh, you know, throwing a ball or being on a field or a court, I'm cool with that. Uh, so that's what I love to have to do and, and, and just having fun. And uh, my wife and kids, I love just spending time with them. So that's, that's kind of my my personal piece. And then, you know, for me, I run the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, which helps men all around the country come together to build battle and bond together to help them just be the best version of themselves for for themselves, for their family, for their careers, uh, and for their communities. It really just figure out, you know, what's their purpose? You know, why, why are you here on this big ball of mud? And and also, you know, with, with purpose comes along your dreams and to help guys, you know, go after their dreams and not be afraid of that and not be hindered by either their own self-doubt or limiting beliefs, but all, but just be confident and clear and precise and intentional with their lives. And I think that for me, that's actually the funnest thing for me is helping men do that because it's, it literally is when, when they light up and they have that, that freeing experience to say, Hey, you know what? No, I'm going after this, or I'm chasing after this, or, Hey man, I feel free now to be able to be who I am and not worry about what other people are saying or what society says. I think, to me, man, that, that lights my heart up. And that, that's really, that was one of my dreams at, at growing up is to be able to do that is to impact people. So. Absolutely. I love that. And so would you say that's your motivation for getting up every day, impacting people, or is there more to it? Well, for me, my motivation is my purpose and that's to own myself, love my story and live with purpose every single day. And I had to go through my own journey to, to reveal that uh, it's always been inside of me. But I had to go through my own struggles. I had to um, uh, go through that time. I think men change for two reasons, and, and people change for two. One, because the there's this golden carrot out in front of them that is so great that you want to chase after it. Or number two, because things get that bad that you're like something has to change. And for me, it was that they got so bad something had to change, and and that's where I really had to take a deep dive into myself, who I was, all the things that I was uh, I was putting in my shadow and not dealing with. Um, those are the things that kept coming to the surface because I wasn't willing to step into those. And if I wasn't willing to step into those things so I could step up and lead my life, I wasn't going to lead the life that I would really wanted to lead. And those passions and purposes and dreams that I had inside of me were just going, that fire inside of you that I used to have dwindled down. And to reignite that, I had to go to the places of myself that I didn't really want to go because I had to deal with things I didn't really want to deal with. And once I did that, then that passion, that purpose, and those dreams, they came flooding out and allowed me just to be me. And uh, I think that was one of the most beautiful things that I went through. And one of my dreams and passions is to help other men do that too. It's just 
open up and be, be exactly who you are and live that life in the best version every single day. And, and, and when you put your feet on the ground, just to know like, Hey, I'm going to give it all I got today. And, and I think that's, that to me is the exciting thing about life every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Tell us a bit more about one, your story, some of the things you had to go through to come out on the other side and like heal and grow, but also why specifically you started purpose infused brotherhood and what you guys do exactly. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go a little way back uh, to my, actually my high school career. I played uh, sports. I was an athlete. Um, I got recruited to play football and baseball. I ended up choosing to go play baseball in college, um, but I injuries stopped that. So I broke my thumb in three places as a college catcher. And uh, I, with, I can't catch a baseball if I have a thumb that's broken in three places. So that kind of ended my career, but my dream was to chase the majors, was to go into a big show, to walk into that stadium with all those people there and be like, yo, I made it. I'm like, yes, I did it. And uh, so that was my dream. But when it was done, that left me with not knowing who I was. So therefore, that dream went away. And I didn't know who Clay Smeltzer was. Now, I was a college student. Um, I'm also a teacher, along with running the Purpose Infused Brotherhood. I teach seventh grade math as well. So I was a college student. Then I was a teacher. Then I was a husband. Then I was a father. I was all these things. But that fire inside of me, like I had when I was chasing the major leagues, was never there. And for me, it came to, I'm 40 now. I'll actually be 41 next month. Um, but at 35 years old, so five years, almost six years ago, uh, was the time where anxiety just took over. I allowed anxiety to take over my life. And um, it was every day. It was constant. It was it was really crazy, weird stuff, you know. And I, at points in time, I'm like, dude, am I really crazy or not? Like, am I crazy? And, and that's where it's like, I had to deal with that. Got to a point where I was watching a TV show and I had a panic attack over a TV show. And I'm like, something has to change because my wife was sleeping on my shoulder. And I'm like, if I can't take care of myself and, and my, our kids were sleeping upstairs and in their bed. And I was like, if I can't take care of myself like this, how am I going to take care of my wife and my family? And I was like, so something had to change. So for me, it was that place of, I don't want to say darkness because it wasn't a place where, you know, I wouldn't hurt myself or anything like that. But for it was dark. It was just weird and crazy and a place I didn't want to be. Um, so I had to I had to dig out of that. <clears throat> and the only way to do that was to go into the shadow, into the stuff I tried to lock away that I didn't want to talk about about myself, things I didn't like about myself, things, uh, shame, fear, um, you know, uh, anger, um, all those different things I didn't want to talk about because I didn't like it about myself. And until I went into that space, until I actually had conversations about those, until I actually uh, dealt with it and looked in the mirror at it and said, hey, these are parts of who I am. You know, just like anxiety was a big shame cycle for me. I didn't tell people I had anxiety for 15 years until I had that. And then I finally told my wife and she's like, I was like, she's like, I didn't want to tell her, Tim, because I, I was afraid she was going to think I was less than a man, a husband and a father. But the problem was, is that's what I thought about myself and not what she thought. And she just said to me, she's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I don't know how to help you really right now, um, but I'm here for you and I love you. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, you don't think I'm less than? She's like, why would I? And I'm like, because I would, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm like, so it's coming into that space where it's like, man, something has to change. And, and I knew it was me. And I was at that point where I was actually willing to change. Uh, because before there, I wasn't willing to to do the work that I needed to. Um, so that right there leads to the brotherhood because I went through changes and things like that. Some of my buddies um, saw the changes I was going through. 
And uh, one reached out and said, Hey, I'm going through some stuff. I saw your changes. Can you help me? And I was like, sure. I didn't, you know, in my mind, the brotherhood didn't exist. Coaching didn't exist men. And, uh, but he's like, I'm like, sure. Like I'll help. He's like, I saw what you went through. I want to do that same. I want to grow like you did. So that's kind of where the brotherhood came from, because from that first experience of helping someone go through and really find out who they are and their purpose, I just basically walked them through what I went through. Um, and that's what I continue to do. So the brotherhood um, <clears throat> is a group of men all around the country, all around the U.S. and up into Canada, North America, that we get together every single week. So uh, we have two sessions that run. One's on Tuesday night, one's on Wednesday night. So you can get some flexibility there. But we have the conversations that we need to have about being a man, being a husband, being a father, being a, in our careers, being you know, in our communities. How can we help ourselves, but how can we expand that out to other people? How can we be our best version of ourselves so we can be the best version for everybody else? It's about being what we talk about all the time is about being a lighthouse and standing firm in who we are and then shining our light out. And, and that light shining out will help other people as well. So that's, that's kind of the transition from where I was back then. And then how I had to do that transition in order to be ready to actually help men be their best version. Because if I didn't go through what I, I still would have been that negative Nancy guy, <laughs> that's who I would have been. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. And thanks for sharing it. Uh, let's go jump straight into your dreams, mm -hmm. goals, and vision for your life and the Purpose Infused Brotherhood. That works for me. And, and my dream for the Brotherhood is to have 100,000 men. That have a that live purpose infused, and and I love the phrase. Uh, I think it was Kofi Anderson. Is it Kofi Anderson? I think it's Kofi Anderson. He's a country singer. He said, I heard him say the one time on a podcast. He said, you know, I just want people to blossom where they're planted, and I love that because that's really what we're doing. Help men be the best version of themselves. And a hundred thousand men. Think about that. The hundred thousand men all around the country and all around the world who have done the work to be the best version of themselves. And then actually branch that out to their families, to their careers, to their communities, and blossom right where they're planted in their own communities. That is a ton of help. That is a ton. Because when men get better, women get better. When women get better, men get better. When everybody gets better and we better ourselves, we better everybody around us. And that's the coolest thing about what we do and what we promote. I don't, my dream is to have men own themselves, have men love their story, and have men live with their purpose. I'm not telling you who to be. I will never, nobody in the brotherhood will tell you who to be or what you actually should do. We'll give suggestions. We'll do this. Uh, I have an initiation process that they go through. And what that is, is that we call it a Phoenix cycle. And what it, it's a three phase piece. It burns down the old self, which deals with all the stuff we didn't want to. So we get rid of all the stuff. And from the ashes of that comes a new purpose infused man. And that's phase two and an initiation into the brotherhood. So it gives you an eight step process that you can always use to burn down the old self and recreate that man that you really want to be. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing because we've all done it before. We all do it now. So one of my dreams and goals is to do is to help a hundred thousand men do that and, and blossom where we're planted. Um, and, and I mean, I have a ton of stuff in my head that, that I can't wait to do. And, you know, dads with their kids and, and families coming together and, you know, one of, one of the cool things is one of the dreams I had is to have a, a retreat for our guys. Um, so we were able with COVID and stuff, we weren't able to have it the prior year, but this, this year we had our first uh, brotherhood retreat where we just came together and hung out, you know, we're around a campfire playing music. It was awesome. We went on this beautiful hike. We had, we just, we just hung out 
and enjoyed each other's company. So that's one of the things, but also stretching ourselves and pushing ourselves to be better men um, for ourselves, our families and our, in our communities too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so I know you talked about that eight step process and I was going to ask you how, for the person out there that's listening to this podcast that is feeling stuck in their life, feeling some, uh, you know, mental health issues and they don't know what their purpose is. How would you yeah. suggest they find their purpose? Is it those eight steps? And if so, what are they? If yeah, you don't the, mind. For, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's fine with me. I love sharing it. And, and the eight steps are a way to be able to start that process. For me, it was about an eight month process to reveal my purpose. Um, I also have another program where I work one-on-one with, uh, with people. It's called the Purpose Revealer Program. And, and here's, it, uh, there's a lot of mixed messages about purpose. And, and one of the things that we hear is your purpose is what you do. And, and that's wrong. It's not what you do, it's who you are. And who you are just happens to be in what you do. Like for me, my purpose is own myself, love my story, and live with purpose. I just happen to do that as a men's coach. I happen to do that as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a teacher, as a baseball coach. Like I happen to do that and ingrain and infuse. And that's why it's purpose infused brotherhood. Cause my, my purpose is infused in every single thing that I do. Um, you know, why are we talking here? Because it helps me, me own myself, love my story, live with purpose. And it helps you and, and, and your listeners be able to do that too. That's why we're having the conversations. Cause it meets my three, my life has become very simple and I want other, and I want men's lives to become very simple and clear in understanding that. So that eight step process is a start to that. And in that eight week process, so phase, phase one is, two, is the first two weeks. That's dealing with your limiting beliefs, things that are holding you back. So week one and week two, we dive in really hard. Uh, I ask you some tough questions. We really get in there and it's lots of times it's things like, man, I don't really want to answer this. And I'm like, well, this program might not be for you then because <laughs> you don't want to answer the hard questions, you know, but you have to go that if you're telling me when, when we do, when I do initiation calls and just give people information and stuff, I tell them that I said, this is going to be tough. The first two weeks, man, you got to lay it out on a table. And if you're not honest with yourselves, you won't really live and be the man that you really want to be. So we got to be honest. We got to be clear with ourselves. And that's the biggest thing. And, and when guys walk into that first two weeks, man, just the things that, that get shared, the things that come up for them, the limiting beliefs, the limiting thoughts that have held them back. And it's so cool because in that process, we literally are going to burn it down. And that's so cool. And one, I'll just give you one of the activities. And I, when I first did it, I thought it was like hokey. I'm like, ah, this is stupid. I, this ain't going to do nothing. But I literally, one of the, the activities in the first two weeks that we do action strategy is they literally are going to burn what they're thinking and like light it on fire. I did it the first time and it was like this emotional release. And I was like, wow. I was like, I did not expect that at all. And it was really cool. So just to see the guys different reactions with it, it's really neat because there's so many different experiences that come out of it because you're literally, I like, I, I, I like, I was out at my fire pit out, out in the yard. I know what I wrote on that note. Like I know what I burnt and I'm like that, what it was, it was a release that say, you know what, it's okay to shed those things and not be that anymore. And that's what phase one is all about. Phase two, week three to six is all about creating and putting in place that vision and that dream that you want to be living. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? What's your intention for the days? You know, what's your dreams? What's your goals? What's your passions? Like, and let's go after those. And in there is the, the one week, I forget, I think it's week five, is what's your why? That's where we start talking about purpose. That's where we start developing. And that's the start of it. 
Um, in our brotherhood, we go a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, deeper into it and things like that. Plus with the other uh, one-on-one program, if guys want to do that too, we go real deep into that. Um, but then phase three is it getting initiated into the brotherhood and really setting up what I call EDDs. I stole this from baseball, everyday disciplines. What do we put in our lives to continue to keep ourselves in center? So as an athlete, like I always talk about staying being able to pivot. So if this comes at you in life, I want to be able to pivot. Maybe I need to stiff arm somebody, you know, maybe I need to do a roll, you know, any of these different things. If I'm center, I can roll and flow where I need to and still stay true to myself, you know, and that's where it's becoming more aware and those different things. So what do you do on a daily basis? So that gives you a cycle you can always go through at any point in your life with any area of your life. So I really love the initiation program because as we got guys and it's a new process that we go through that just started here a couple months ago um, of going through the initiation program to get into the brotherhood. But I love the guys that are going through it are just like, wow, like this is like, it's deep. It's deeper than what I thought it was. Like I built it, but I'm like, wow, I didn't know I was going to like, I didn't know this was going to happen. And that's the cool thing as a coach and any coach that's listening to you and, and, and yourself as well, man, when you build something and you do something, you're like, you have an idea of what it may be, but man, when, when, when guys get into it and they really take a hold of it and they're serious about it, boom, like you're like, I'm like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be like this. So that, that was a really cool part of it. Yeah, dude, that's epic. I love it. I love it. Well, if you can meet one or two people right now, and um, this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd help you take the next step towards impacting those hundred thousand men, getting them in your community, who would they be and how would they do it? I would say there's two types of people. So I'm going to do types of people on this question. One is somebody that has a network that's already helping to impact and a collaboration. Because when, when you have thoughts here and thoughts here and, and your viewpoints and, and perspectives, and then when you collaborate with somebody who's on the same path as you, man, that is, that is an experience that you can give to other people that is, can expand out. So you have basically two lighthouses that combine together to shine a light out even brighter. And I think that's one type of person. The other type of person is the man who's ready to have a brotherhood of men um, who they can have those conversations with. Because I don't think that that happens enough in our, in our culture, especially in our society these days, uh, especially in the U.S. I don't think we have that. You know, we have our, like my buddies before, like I would, mess with them. And then sometimes, you know, things would happen with my kids and, and I was, I'm divorced. So like going through some of those, I'm like, guys, like, can I talk about, like, I started trying to talk about things like I was feeling. They're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> they're like, yeah. You know, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, we don't go there. Like, I'm like, but I want to like, and I didn't have that. And, and that's what, it's not that I was in a, like a bad place. I like, I was, I was successful. You know, when you look at my teaching career and you look at the picture outside at the point in time where we're 35, like I had that breakdown, things were going great in my life. I was successful. I was doing, I was working hard. I was providing, I call it the responsible man. I was just stuck. And like, I didn't have that fire in my belly. Yeah, It wasn't like, Hey, I wasn't chasing after anything. I was just doing, I was just doing life. <laughs> and I wanted to have these conversations and, and, and the guys that I was around weren't, weren't there. Not that they aren't good, great guys. They're just like, like, we don't want to talk about that because that brings stuff up for me. But the, so the second type of guy is the guy that is really ready to have those conversations, really ready to have a to, to participate in 
the conversations that in our society nowadays we have to have and we need to have to make this a better place and a better world, not only for us, but for those who come behind us as well. I love that. There we go. There we go. And is there any way that everyday people can help you further that goal? Absolutely. Uh, for me, it's, it's just about sharing. And, and it's not only sharing your thoughts and your ideas, but <clears throat> it's really about taking ownership of yourself and just being you. Like one of our, one of the guys that participate in our brotherhood for, for a little bit, he's awesome, dude. Uh, his family motto is you be you. And I'm like, dude, I'm stealing it, Anthony. I'm stealing it, man. <laughs> and he's like, steal away. And that's really what we want to be. If any everyday person, I just want you to be you. I don't want you to be who society says or thinks you should be or what the TV says or what your parents or neighbors or friends or anybody else says. I want you just to be you because the beautiful thing about humanity is we're all different. Like, and I think in our society, we've lost that. We've lost that idea of like, hey, we're all different. We all have our gifts. We all have our own specialties. Like, what is that? What makes you special? What makes you, what, where's, where's your gift and where's your zone of genius? And how can you shine your light out there so that I, you can help me, but we can help everybody else. And it's really just, so for the everyday person, it's just bringing to light the beautiful and, and the beautifulness about everybody's individualness. And, and that's, to me, what we can do the best. And that's what we promote in the Purpose of Fuse Brotherhood. Here we go. I love it. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. The first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. I'm going to say the book I'm reading right now, and that's The Happiness Factor. Oh, I totally forgot. To, oh, it's, dang, it's up on my island. Um, it's the... Yeah, the happiness tractor because I'm learning it right now. So that the book that I that that I really love. And the cool thing is about happiness. One of the big things in there is it talks about um, success versus happiness. So does success come first and then that gets you happiness, or does happiness come first and then that gets you success? It's kind of like the chicken versus the egg. You know which one comes first? Yep. But really, when when I'm looking at, it, I've had my ideas like as an athlete, like achieve this, achieve this, like go back to my dream of making the major leagues. Like it would, that made me happy. I don't know, but achieving that goal or that standard might not necessarily make me happy. It has to be happiness is an inside job. It's not an outside job. And it's something that we have to work and decide and choose, choose to be. Um, so I've learned along the way, and this has really helped me clarify a lot of those different things about happiness uh, and what that really, what that really means for me and for those that, that I affect, because that's, that's important to understand like, Hey, if I'm happier, my brain works totally different than if I'm negative and my brain works a totally different way. So that happiness factor is coming in. So I would say right now in this moment, that's my favorite book right now, because it's so, it's so incredibly relevant and real to me right now. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? For me, I like, and a lot of times, especially with men, we have this notion that as a man, if you put yourself first, you're selfish. I always heard this phrase. I was in business a, a, a long time ago, in my late twenties with a group and a leadership team. The leaders would always say, you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds like a great phrase. I didn't get it at the time until I went through what I needed to. And then I'm like, wow. Okay. Just like the air, like you hear it all the time when the airplane, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. One th the way I, I take care of myself is I put myself first. 
And the reason why I do that isn't it is to be selfish so I can be selfless. If I don't put myself first and make sure my cup is overflowing, and how do I do that? Well, I connect with what I call my spirituality. I connect with that. I meditate. I have my goals. I have my my phrases. I say to myself. I have the times I look in my, look in a mirror at myself and be like, "Dude, I love you," you know, and and all those different things. So reading, listening to people, having conversations like this is my time for me to be able to recharge, recharge my battery and keep my light shining. My goal is to overflow my cup all the time, not to have it deplete, then fill it back up, deplete, fill it back up, but to overflow it. And that overflow is what everybody else gets, you know, inside the cup is mine. And uh, that took me a long time to learn is that nobody puts in my cup or takes out of my cup, but man, you can have all the overflow that you want and I'll keep that coming. So for me, one of those meditation, um, my morning routine and my evening routine are very important to me. That keeps me center and it keeps me, it gives me intention for my day. I really like that metaphor of overflowing your cup. Yeah. All the time. And people yeah. can overflow, but they can't like pour in or take out of your cup. And as a, as a teacher, I was taught that, that, they should take out of your, your give to give from your cup, give from your cup, give from your cup, give from your. But as I gave from my cup, my cup went down. So I would sleep and wake up the next day, and I I'd have to do something to continue to keep filling it up, and that's way hard work. But if I get to a point where my cup is always filled and overflowing, it doesn't take as much energy from me to continue to keep my my cup overflowing as it does to deplete, fill, deplete, fill, deplete fill. And that's where it's like, man, I just keep that overflowing and anybody can have, I, I, I will just keep overflowing it. And that overflow just keeps coming in and, and there's abundance of it instead of scarcity where I was working before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I really love about that whole analogy is when you really think about it, it's actually selfish, not to be selfish, to be selfish. Yes. Because yes. you simply can't help people as effectively no. as you could if you're not in a good place. Correct. It's just so. It's it's, a, it just can't happen. Yeah. It's a weird thing to think about. But once you make sense of it, it's like, yeah. oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And that's where I didn't get the phrase when I was younger because I, I was in that space of like, oh, well, that's that's you should be selfish. Like I had that that limiting belief like that. But go back to where I was sitting on my couch and my wife was sleeping. If I couldn't help myself. How could, how, if I couldn't be the best version of myself for me, how could I be it for my wife and my kids or my students or my baseball players or the, anybody in my community? Or, my, you know, I couldn't because I wasn't the best for myself. So when I finally realized and it was okay, I gave myself the opportunity without feeling shame or without feeling selfish to take care of me first. That's when my life changed. And I was actually able to help other people in a greater expanse than I ever was before trying to, trying to be all, all for everybody else and nothing for myself. Absolutely. And I feel like what we just touched on kind of hits the happiness factor, but I want to ask a follow-up question there. Tell us a little bit more about the happiness factor. And for those people who are really struggling in life, like they go to a job 10, 12 hours a day, and it's just the job, the bane of their existence. (laughs) How do they incorporate that happiness factor into their life? Well, one Happiness is is your own doing. It, it won't come from your job. It won't come from anything else. Happiness is who you are, uh, and that lies in your purpose. So really taking a look at who are you. Um, there are two to three attributes that I believe uh, everybody has 
Um, and it's different for each person. Um, your, your, your two to three attributes for your purpose are not the same as mine. Um, and mine aren't the same as yours and, and so forth. But two to three things, attributes that you have done your whole entire life, when you're in the zone and things are going great in your life, those two to three attributes were there. They were thriving. And when things weren't going great in your life, they weren't there or only one was doing, maybe two was doing, but usually it ends up only being one of those three attributes are there and the other ones you weren't filling. So when you think about filling your cup up, it takes three things to fill your cup up. And if you're only putting one in there, one in there, it ain't getting filled up. If you put two in there, it's still not getting filled up, but it's a little better. But if you put all three of them, that's when you have overflow. So for me, it's the happiness factor in your job. Like, I was a teacher and I would say I was a burnout teacher. I'm not anymore, but I was a burnout teacher in year, like starting year 10. I've been teaching for 18 years now. So year 10 to like year 15, I was a burnout teacher. I was like, I was just showing up for a paycheck. I'll just be honest with you, you know? Um, and the reason why is because I had no purpose behind why I was going there besides I'm going to get paid for this and trade my hours. So once I revealed my purpose and I had intention, I had a whole different reason to go in the school now. So when I go in there every single day, even though I don't like everything about the educational system or everything that has to do with teaching and what I have to deal with, I go in there every day knowing I'm going to leave it on the field because each one of those kids, my goal was to help them own themselves, love their story and live with purpose every day. Oh, and outside of that, I'll teach them some math too. But those three things come first. Uh, and when I do that, now I create people who are better to find out what their gifts are to live a life that they actually really want to live instead of the one that they say I'm either trapped in or, or I'm either, this is what said I was have to do, or just kind of roaming through and saying, I don't really know what I want to do. And, and that's really my goal now. So if you're stuck in the job that you're like, Hey, I don't understanding who you are and how you operate and going there with intention is way better and provides a better environment for you. Then it does going there and going, I'm just going to go collect a paycheck or I hate this place. And if you really do hate it, then you, you should find someplace else that's going to make you more happier and really find a place that plays into your gifts. Because we, we, we weren't always taught how to find our gifts. Like, what are you good at? And that's one of the big things about your dreams. If you had a dream that you squandered before, take it up, like go back to it. Like, I know a lot of people are like, hey, well, I had to go get a job. Well, I really wanted to do this with my life. Well, how can you incorporate that now? How can you get that fire back and go go after it? It might not be what you end up doing full time, but man, if you if you do it a little bit of your time or you take that time and somebody, maybe somebody's created and they love drawing and they're like, well, I gave it up because, well, I got a job and kids. No, take the time, take an hour, schedule it in, take an hour out of your week and just sit there and draw or write or do whatever it is that you really love doing take that time for you because when you take that time for you, it breaks up the monotony of all the stuff that happens in life. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. My follow-up question was going to be, what do we do when uh, things don't align with our purpose, but we feel like we need them? Yeah. What, what, can I say that again? When things don't align with our purpose, but we feel like mm. we need them. Yeah. That's a, some of the things in life you just have to do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like paying my bills. I don't really think it aligns with my purpose, <laughs> but I got to do it anyway. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, and that's where it, it comes along. Like with, with the purpose infused brotherhood, there's some of the business side uh, I'm really not a fan of, but in order for me to be able to help more people out, I have to have those things in place. So 
when it comes to things that don't necessarily, you have to find a way to understand the importance of it in your purpose and how that actually aligns into it. Um, because yes, that's the side piece or like paying bills. How's that? It, it provides my family with this and, and these things, you know, provides my family with warmth, with, with food, with a place that we can call home where love is built, you know? So I go back on that, love your story, my home, even though I have to pay the bills and I don't, I don't really want to, you know, uh, but the reason why we have our home is to create a loving environment for our kids where they feel safe, protected, that they can own themselves, love their story and live their purpose and, and, and create that later on for themselves too. So that's where it comes back to some of the things that we don't really want. We got to find, we got to, we can always find the good in all of those things. We just have to have that mindset to it. And, and that kind of goes with, you're going to a place you really don't, you really don't like. And, and a job that's just, you're kind of like, oh, you're just, you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed or all those things like the work-life balance. That's the biggest problem I get with guys coming. Hey, I got this work-life balance. I don't know how to balance it all. Like I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm getting mad. I'm yelling at my kids all the time. I'm like, Hey, let's go, let's go do the, let's go burn yourself down and create the new man that you really want to be and jump in that. Because what it does is it creates intention for your day instead of going through your day without intention. When we just wake up and run, we don't know. We're just running in circles. When we wake up and we have intention, clear intention to own yourself, love your story, live with purpose every day and whatever it is for you and whatever it is for any of your listeners, whatever it is for you, knowing that allows you to go out with more intention, clarity, and simplicity in your life so you don't feel so overwhelmed. I love that. And what is one action step that you can take right now to get to your highest priority dream of helping that 100,000 people or continue to take if you're already doing it? For me, it's right here with you. It's just connecting with people. That's my biggest thing. Um, leadership is relationships. And it's just building great relationships with people, to me, is the ultimate step that I can take is to build that relationship with people. Let them know, like, hey, I care. Like, and I really want to see you be the best version of yourself so that you can live the life that you actually really want to live. Because, listen, we got one, we got one shot at this thing called life. And we, I, wouldn't, I want men and everybody to really have that opportunity to live the life that they want to live and not the one that they think is just, that's the one that's just for me. No, no, no. Go after it. Chase your dreams, go get it and, and know who you are and live with intention every single day. So for me, it's all about building relationships. I love that. There we go. I got one more thing I want you to reiterate because you really touched on <laughs> in the beginning really quick. And it's usually our last question. Go. And then I'm going to ask you one more after that. Then we'll be done. Um, so you know how there are people on the planet who really have that fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept help, aren't willing to accept change. And then mm -hmm. sometimes they live their whole life like that. Sometimes they die like that. Other times they'll change to a more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? The catalyst that causes the change is either something is so great out in front of you or something that... Um, the proverbial crap hits the fan, <laughs> yeah. something so bad you need to change. Um, I believe, especially for men, uh, most of the men that, that we have talked with that I have done work with one-on-one, -on -one, but also in our brotherhood, a lot, I would say about 80% of them, it's when the crap hit the fan. That's when they're like, something has to change with, with me because we get to the point where we, we're the, we play this tough guy and we try to handle it all of ourselves. And, ah, and then we find out like my biggest, You'll continue to get the lesson until you learn the lesson. The lesson I kept getting was you can't do it all by yourself. And I kept trying to, and that kept falling flat on my face, <laughs> you know, and it's like, 
finally at 35 years old, I mean, 35 years old, I'm like, okay, I can't do this by myself. I need to reach out. I need to get help. I have to be the one to change. So did it have to get to the point where, where it was the crap hit the fan for me? No, but I allowed it to, because I was unwilling myself. I knew I needed to talk with other people. I knew what I needed to do. I just didn't take action on it. And to me, that's, that's one of the things is take action on it. You know, it's either that carrot, that thing that's out front, that's so great. And so like major leagues was that for me. Then once the major leagues was gone, I didn't have something to pull me that hard to chase that dream, to go after that. So for me, I ended up letting, you know, the crap hit the fan. And that was my biggest change agent. I think that's what happens the, uh, a lot of the times. I love it. And tell us about the importance of clarity and how we can get oh, it in our life. If, Clarity comes from purpose. If you know your purpose and, and you can reveal your purpose, it, you have clarity. And that's to me, I'll be honest with you. To me, there's two freeing things in your life. One is understanding exactly who you are, which is your purpose. Um, and then the second is living exactly who you are. Because I lived for everybody else and nothing for myself. I, I was this for my fa- my wife. I was this for my kids. I was this for my students. I was this for this person, this for that person. I was, I was not me. I was not Clay Spencer. And when I, when I revealed my purpose, said, you know what, this is who I am. This is how I've always made decisions in my life in the greatest points of my time. This is how I operate. This is how I go. This is why. And it, and it felt so freeing just to be able to start making decisions like that. And my life is very clear. It's very simple. I think simplicity gives you clarity too, because every decision I make, whether it's here with you, whether it's it's at home. It's with my wife, my kids. If I'm out at the grocery store, does it help me own myself, love my story, live with purpose? And does it help other people do those three things? That's all I live by. That's it. So how do we get clarity? Reveal your purpose. How do we do that? You're going to have to do some work. Now, again, I have a system that allows men to be able to do that, but there's other systems out there too. Read purpose books, go do, go do those things. But there is a system that we can work through in order to be able to reveal your purpose, because remember, when you're looking for your purpose, your purpose is also looking for you because it's inside of you. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome. Clay, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, to, to me, what's your dream? I want to know your dream, too. We got talked a lot about me, but what's what's yours, man? So I, I love I love dreaming. I love dreamers. And, and I think one of the reasons why I love it is because I lost it and then I got it back. And it's so cool just to have that fire in your, your belly. So what, oh, I just want to know what's your dream. Yeah, man. I got two things that I'm trying to do for the rest of my life. It's financial freedom for myself and my family, which I am going to be approaching very quickly in the next couple of years. Like I don't plan awesome. on that taking up a very long time. And that's purely me speaking into existence. Anybody on yes. the outside looking in would not say that, but I'm like, no, I'm happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. taking the action to follow it up. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the first thing. The second thing is being able to spend the rest of my life alleviating poverty around the world, mm. and getting people to a point where there's not unnecessary suffering. Because I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer of, um, you know, in Christ. And mm. I know that there's sin in the world. And that sin, that separation from Christ, like, creates that longing for us. And that's something I'm, I'm not here to fix that, but like yeah. people having a home, like people having food yeah. to eat, like that's something <laughs> I can help with. And then the rest, we Absolutely. can walk through it together. Yeah. 
That's uh, yep. Those are my, those are my two goals. And then also I really resonate with your message of knowing who you are and living who mm-hmm. you are because I really value authenticity. Yes. And I think a lot of times culture, social dynamics, even Christian culture, honestly, mm-hmm. can stop oh, yeah. from being who I am. Yes. And that just kills me on the inside. Yeah. So. And, 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 that, and that's one of the biggest things that with, with everything that goes in our society, what's going on around the world and everything like that. That's the one thing that, man, it hurts my heart is to, is, is to, see, to see people's individuality like squished and say, no, everybody fits in this hole or everybody fits in this hole. That's the one thing, like, I love education. I think public education has the opportunity to be the greatest thing for kids, but is it, is it right now? The answer is no. And I think lots of times we shove, we try to shove these kids into these holes. And I'm like, that kid doesn't fit in that hole. There's no hole for that kid because that kid's their own self. That kid is their own unique, awesome, gifted self. And that's what we got to help them be but we just try to place it in, in these things. And I'm like, man, so I'm the black sheep of education. So, (laughs) so, which I'm okay with because, you know, it's, I feel passionate about people owning themselves, loving their story and living with purpose. And, and sure they'll get some math stuff out of me this year, but that's my biggest thing is to help them to, to love, love themselves and own themselves and create, create that, that, that life that they actually really want to live and not based upon anything else, but what their gifts are. There we go. There we go. I love it. You know, Clay, I've had two people on the podcast. One was an ex-teacher who helped kids like, like she would lead each Monday class for the first five to 10 minutes with like a meditation that (laughs) focuses on like self-awareness, asking yourself tough questions and working through them. And so she's a former teacher that helps teachers do that now. And there was also another person on the podcast who is more of like a meditation guru person who also wants to take it into schools. So yeah. I don't know about you, but like I'm seeing some <laughs> loose connections that can be made. If you guys absolutely. Want to yeah, um, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. I, I would love that. And, and anything that we can do, I think our youth is, is something that we, we have to put a focus on, you know, we have to, we have to create creative thinkers. Um, and it's not just, it's, we have a system in edu- that says do this, then this, then this, then this, and it's putting everybody in the same thing, you know. And it's like, no, no, no. We, where, where are you good at? Where are your gifts at? And it's focused on, on a lot of times it's focused on, hey, what you're not good at. I was one of those. I, I was a kid ADHD with dyslexia, and and it's not that I couldn't read. It just was really slow. And once I realized, okay, here's what I have. I had to find strategies to overcome that, which I did, which is basically is breaking the connection between my eye and my brain. And it takes me about eight to 10 seconds to, for that to, to basically restart itself. But I, I was made to focus on English stuff because I had a little, it, I had this dyslexia thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't a downfall for me. It wasn't something that hindered me from learning. It was, but what did hinder me from learning was having to stay over here because of that. Where like, I love quantum mechanics, man. I didn't, I wasn't able to take physics classes in high school because I had to do more English. And I'm like, man, I could have been a rocket scientist or something like that, or shoot yeah. things into space or whatever. Like I could have done some pretty cool stuff, but you know, I've done an awesome stuff and I, and, and I love my life. But when I look at that, I was, I was taken away from something that could have been a real strength for me because of my weakness. And we need to operate the other way around. What are your strengths And a rising tide raises all ships. And when I, when I enhance your strengths, I enhance all your weaknesses as well. They rise up as well. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Education could be like four hour, five hour, six hour podcast. You know, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it really could. It really could. Well, you'll have to come back on and we'll have to talk solely about education and how we. That works for me. I'm cool with that. that. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it, Tim. And and thanks for doing your show and and just putting out there and, and asking the questions that are important that people don't ask. And that's what I love and uh, I love about your podcast is you're asking the questions about dreaming. You're asking the questions about how do we get there? What are some strategies that we can do? So you're giving people viable things that they can put actions into place right now. Plus you're also reminding them that don't lose your dream. Don't give it up, like go after it and, and chase after the life you really want to live. Cause we only got one man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Clay, thank you for coming on. If you guys are listening to this and you are really vibing with Clay, you love what he has to say. You love his dreams and goals. Help him out. Help him out with getting that those 100,000 men to live that purpose-infused life, which will, as he said, help women, help kids, help grandparents, yes. help everybody around the world. A rising tide raises all ships. There we yes. go. Also, if you happen to know somebody with a network that is doing the same thing Clay is doing and is open to collaboration, make sure to make the connection to that person and Clay as well. As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.